Good morning, everyone. Welcome to The Daily Oz. It's Thursday, the 27th of May. My name is Sam Kozlowski, and helping me make sense of today's news is Zara Seidler. Making news today. More COVID in Victoria. Trump's legal case. Some good news about vaccines in the US. And a chat about defamation laws in Australia. Here's today's Daily Digest. The big story today is, of course, COVID-19 in Victoria. Yesterday, six new locally acquired COVID cases were recorded, bringing the latest cluster of cases to 15. Here's what acting Victorian Premier James Molino said yesterday. We are concerned about the number uh, and also about the kind of exposure sites. Um, and the next 24 hours are going to be critical um, if we're going to, to make if we're going to have to make any further changes uh, beyond the changes that we announced yesterday. We're going to stay firmly on top of this story throughout the day. We expect a number of developments, and you can check that all out on our Instagram page. New York prosecutors have reportedly convened a grand jury to consider evidence in a criminal investigation into former US President Donald Trump's business dealings. Legal experts believe that the Manhattan District Attorney's Office is actually working towards seeking charges after it completes its two-year investigation. District Attorney Cyrus Vance Jr. is conducting the investigation, which purportedly includes hush money payments made to women on Trump's behalf, manipulated property valuations and unfair employee compensation. Yesterday marked a year since the murder of George Floyd, with Minneapolis residents gathering across the city to honour Floyd and other victims of police violence. The event was organised by the George Floyd Memorial Foundation, with members of the Floyd family and Minneapolis Mayor Jacob Frey in attendance. I will stand and be the voice for him. I will stand and be the change for him. I will stand and continue to be the legacy for him. And the good news, half of all adults in the US are now fully vaccinated against COVID-19, with 61% of adults receiving at least one dose. The highest rate of vaccination is those aged 65 and older, with 74% being fully vaccinated. In a sign that life in the US is returning to normal, late-night talk show host Stephen Colbert announced the return of a live studio audience at his Manhattan theatre from the middle of June, which is possibly Sam's favourite news of the century. Colbert's been calling it a late show with Stephen Colbert for 18 months now, and it's finally getting back the magical the in the late show when it moves to the theatre in June. I could not be more excited. Over the last couple of days, we've seen former Attorney General Christian Porter in the headlines again, and that's because we're starting to see the beginnings of his defamation case. So if you're not across this, Christian Porter has sued the ABC and one of its journalists, Louise Milligan, claiming that Milligan and the ABC defamed him in an article that detailed an alleged assault that the victim claimed Porter was involved in. So to prepare you for seeing Christian Porter's name in the media a lot more in the next few weeks, but also to prepare you for the amount of defamation jargon that's coming your way, we thought we'd run through what defamation is and why it is such a hot topic for Australian media. We obviously think a lot about defamation because we're in hard news, so we're constantly talking about crime and allegations against people and we need to be really careful. So Zara and I will often have conversations about whether something we're about to publish is within the rules of publishing law in Australia. But I've noticed a whole heap of media publications, especially this year, have had to grapple with defamation law. 
I saw on the Instagram story for Shameless a few weeks ago that they decided to cut a whole segment of their podcast because they were scared of defamation risks for talking about an Australian comedian who had allegations against him. So if we take it back a few steps, here's exactly what defamation is. It's where a person or small business accuses someone of publishing or distributing information that damages the person or small business's reputation. On the surface, one way that media tries to get around this risk is by throwing the word alleged in there before they say the person's name. But the courts have recently decided that that's actually not enough. So if we think of defamation as the definition that Sam just gave, Christian Porter is now alleging that the ABC defamed him despite them not naming him in the said article because there was enough information in the piece about him to piece together who the journalist was implying was at the centre of this rape allegation. And there's no doubt that the ABC and Louise Milligan didn't name him on purpose because Australia has really, really strict defamation laws. So it's agreed across the board that Australia has probably the strictest defamation laws in the English-speaking world. There are several really important differences to draw out between Australia and the US, for example, but if we were to just focus on one difference, experts say that American people have this enshrined constitutional right to free speech and we don't have something similar. So it's harder to defend our right to say anything in the media. In Australia, we see the most common defence to defamation claims being truth. And this is this idea that if you can prove as a media organisation that what you're alleging is true, then it can't be defamatory. I can't say that Zara committed a crime if I don't have the evidence to prove that Zara committed that crime. In the US, on the other hand, it's then on Zara to prove that she didn't commit that crime. We saw how defamation law plays out in Australia in 2015, specifically when Rebel Wilson took an Australian tabloid magazine to court, saying that she had lied about her age, her real name and her childhood. Wilson accused the magazine of defaming her and following the initial court decision, the magazine was forced to pay Wilson a massive $4.7 million. Since then, another high-profile defamation case that we've seen in recent years was to do with actor Jeffrey Rush and in that case he was also successful in proving that he had been defamed. So this Christian Porter case is now another really big test of how Australia's defamation laws hold up. And that's why a couple of months ago you would have seen that no other publications were publishing the name of Christian Porter. And that's because of Australia's really strict defamation laws. It's also the reason why you would have seen a lot of news articles writing the word alleged in articles concerning Christian Porter and other alleged incidents of sexual assault. If a news outlet goes ahead and says that somebody has sexually assaulted someone else before it's proven in court, they are in turn exposed to an expensive defamation lawsuit. Some media organisations are really keen to take this defamation risk and there's a few reasons to think about. One is that they've got really deep pockets so they can fund the legal fight in court and they're willing to have that fight. The other reason is that the evidence compiled by the journalist is so compelling that they're almost challenging the person to challenge them in an open court because they know they've got the evidence to prove that what they're alleging happened. So are you saying that that's what the ABC has done here? We don't actually know because when the ABC tried to publish their defence, which is a typical part of a defamation proceedings, that the defence is made public as a document, the court agreed with Christian Porter's legal team that such publication would be even more detrimental to Christian Porter than the claims the ABC had already made. So instead what we saw was a big blacked out document of the ABC's defence. 
And so that means that when the case is finally up in court, that's when we'll hear the ABC's defence and they might choose the truth defence, they might partially choose the truth defence or they might go down another route. We're going to be talking about the truth defence a lot. It's the idea that something can't be defamatory if it's abundantly clear that it's true. Another potential defence available to the ABC, again, we're not sure what's in the document, but another potential defence is this idea of a public interest defence. If you can prove that what you're saying about somebody is in the public interest for the public to know, then the court is unlikely to say that it was defamatory. That's all we have time for today, but it is likely that this story will stay in the news. So please let us know if you have any other questions. In the meantime, follow the day's news on Instagram at The Daily Oz. It's where over 110,000 people get their news throughout the day and we'd love you to become part of the community.